this is movies uh, the podcast about the actor cinema and uh, Lores is out for this week I think it's going to be this and, and I might record something else with other uh, guests that he um, dared me to record with because he said it was going to be awkward and, and that it was going to be a bad vibe so um, let's hope it's not that. <laughs> let's hope it's not it's... that because I'm very confident but then it's just like what if it's uh, the pressure of, of having that in my in my head uh, fucks me up uh, anyway we got it's Jerry Barack back. Obama he yeah. fucking, he's like I dare you to record with this guest you don't know who it is and then he's like hey well, uh, well, let me be clear yeah. <laughs> I actually think Moana is a great film and I didn't appreciate your sketch. That's my Barack Obama impression. And in my in my impression of Barack Obama has him, he's already watched all of Comfort Systems and has waited four years to complain about a sketch we did in like twenty eighteen. I don't even remember which sketch you're referencing. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh it's Laura's he's he's talking about uh like how superhero movies suck and you know he, or no superhero movies are great. You should watch all the superhero movies, but his favorite movie of the year is Moana. <laughs> oh, right. Oh, it's a good bit. Funny, funny, funny stuff. Uh, what funny. is a comfort system episode? Uh, that's got to be like three uh, or four, yeah. Fourth episode, fourth. Uh, go Florf. find it on the, on the Loris uh, uh, channel. But uh, today, uh, this was very like set up in a rush uh, by me because I'm irresponsible and because I didn't have uh, equipment to record last week. So uh, I got it back today. And then after that, I was like, well, let me hit up Jerry. Because I remember like a couple of weeks ago, we we mentioned, or I mentioned, or I think Laura has mentioned that we should record something while he was gone. Uh, and then uh, last night you were like, why don't we just do what, Street Fighter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, I, I threw in a bunch of pitches, but yeah. Street Fighter was the like one I was really committed to. Yeah. And uh, because I like you, you wanted to or mention something about Pee Wee because he just died yesterday. Uh, Paul Rubens. But yeah, I, I wanted to make sure you guys made money on his death. Right. I, I feel like you guys don't make enough money on the death of other people. Yeah. The, the problem is that I don't know how familiar Lores is with Pee Wee. I'm sure he's more familiar than I am. I know nothing. I just know that he wore a suit. And that he jacked off in a movie theater when he wasn't supposed to, not in character. He, I don't not think. Not even, not even when you're not supposed to. It was like a porn theater too. Oh, so it's well, like, you, why is why does anybody get in trouble for jacking off? With, you know, you're high on coke at a porn theater. Those are literally it? places for you to take like your wife so that she can get gangbanged, or for you to go jack off while somebody else gangbangs somebody else's wife. Like that's what, that's what it's for. Was it that he didn't cover himself? You think he just had it out? Instead of just putting I like a T-shirt, it, I think he's doing it left-handed. And, so, and people in 1980 are like, "No way, you're jacking off left-handed. That's yeah. fucking weird." Well, he needed his free hand on the right side for the popcorn, you know, snacking he's... us here. Uh, but yeah, that's that was what I knew Paul Rubens from more than Pee Wee. I, I, I know. <laughs> I, know I just that. like the visual of somebody like cranking it, and they're like, "Oh fuck." All right, I got to get, okay, I'm going to switch hands. I can't miss. I got to catch it in stride. So he gets his other hand trying to go next to it to be the same pace. Yeah. Then he switches. Oh, I got it. I got it. And some guy behind him, fuck yeah, bro. <laughs> fuck yeah. Yeah, in a crowded theater watching what? Deep Throat 7. There's uh, like seven dudes in there. On Everyone's in a different corner just to not be, you know. Right. So it, 
the etiquette in like a, a, a theater like that has got to be, you know, don't sit even in the same fucking aisle as me, like at a urinal. But then yeah. there's that one guy that comes and sits next to you in the empty theater and puts his feet up on the thing, puts one foot on either chair in front of him. Is like, I cannot wait for this one, dude. It's the best, bro. You're going to love it. Yeah, you just want to rub elbows, but literally while you're just I, there. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if I wonder if the modern theater culture has translated to those sex theaters. Because, you know, like now when people go to movies and the hero beats the bad guy, they start like applauding and shit. Yeah. So it's like if Sasha Gray gets a huge cum shot, there's like all five people there. Fuck yeah, dude. That was a oh, can you believe that happened? Are those, uh, are those theaters still a thing? They're there? they're they well they exist, but they're like um they're like sex clubs, right? They're like adult theaters okay. where basically they've taken a smaller screen and they'll put on like maybe a softcore porn or whatever, and then like they just don't care. You guys do whatever you want. Yeah, there's like there's ones that have whole fucking rooms where they'll have a projector that goes up on the wall and then there's like a bed and it's like in the middle of fucking you're like in sacramento you're you're in houston you're like oh let's stop by what's this adult theater well i like r-rated movies you know, it's like, it's just someone's in the room and... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> one, of, uh, one of those mini projectors on the wall and it's just someone's <laughs> wife it's like yeah five bucks uh i remember very vividly how we had one of those just one here in 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 san jose and uh i only knew what it was because it was like on a main route for for the main bus that you would take from here to go downtown and uh it, it was supposed to be covered by these huge plates that you have so you wouldn't see the posters because they were x-rated but we're in a third world country those things were broken like day two after they were up so <laughs> <laughs> so you would just go on the bus and it would just be like the the post where the poster was supposed or the the blocking thing was supposed to be and then you just see yeah the, hell yeah the whatever 90s pornography that they would show in those theaters but i always i was always curious so i was like innocent and little and i was just like what like, do you just bring your fr friends? Like, what do you? <laughs> like, how you're always you're just... smoking a blunt, and you're like, you guys want to go like what, like the porn theater or whatever? Just like it was called porn? Cinema Two Thousand. It was called. Oh, so hell a cool yeah. name, yeah. And hell uh, yeah. and uh, the the sad part is that uh, well, not the sad part because I don't think like I, I don't I think it was abandoned by the time the Chinese came in. Uh, so what happened was that um. The Chinese government gifted uh, a soccer stadium to Costa Rica. So now we have like a first world soccer stadium. And but they sent a lot of uh, Chinese workers so they would work on the stadium, right? Because they don't trust anyone else. But then the uh, treaty or the whatever thing that they signed was that they would get residents and not get taxed for a amount of years. So now we have a Chinatown that we didn't have before. And Chinatown was right in the middle of where that, well, the theater was right in the middle of that. So now it's just a restaurant. <laughs> so Dude. what it was, all the ghosts of all those loads that were <laughs> all those. <laughs> I, but I love that story. You're like talking from a third world perspective. You're like China, you know, they came here, they built a big building and then now we have a Chinatown. But yeah. like, if I tell you how we got Chinatown in my town, it's much darker. It's much yeah, darker. And to summarize trains, it, it's right? the, yeah. you know, the, the slave industry <laughs> produced it produced a bunch of train uh, trains and and railways and if your town had a railway that went through it the chinese built it but because where i live in california is near the end of the line 
Hmm. They would stay. They would just stay. They're like, well, we only go like another day away to work. So fucking I'll just stay here. And there are towns that have Chinatowns, but they only exist because of like slave labor. Yeah. And these guys eventually got like their their indentured fucking servitude was done. And they're like, well, they don't let us back in China because like China didn't exist anymore. Yeah. They're like, if you survive, you can stay. If yeah, you, yeah. If you make yeah. it to the end, yeah, you can stay. If if make, you don't die in the fucking it, you're working on the lines or get hung by the locals, you get your own part of town. But they're also very adaptable. They're like like Latin American people. Um, there's been a, a Chinese restaurant in my neighborhood for the my, the entirety of my life, but uh, multiple Chinese people have owned it, and at one point they turned into like a barber shop in like '95. Uh, so it was just like a little corner with a barber shop, and then it became a Chinese restaurant, and then another Chinese person bought it, and it was another Chinese restaurant, and it's just been that, you know, from one to another until uh, this guy that has it now. I think he either lives upstairs or like build apartment upstairs, and he's like, that's how real Chinese people do it, you know, where you just have your business yeah, in the front and live there, and then they've just been there forever. Now this the what used to be like a takeout restaurant is like a convenience store where you can also buy alcohol and and like cigarettes and like a bunch of and it just be- yeah. became like a like a you know his own little i don't want to say chain oh he always has a tv playing ch- chinese channel too which uh-huh. is funny because you just walk in and he's just chinese news even though Fuck like yeah. they're never going back <laughs> they've been being here forever <laughs> never going back but that's all they watch no, no. i love that My- when you go into like a foreign restaurant and they're playing and you're like, where the fuck did you get yeah. this channel from? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I have a very expensive cable package. There's no, I don't have cable anymore. But at the time that I'm referencing, it's like, I, I would have this channel. How the fuck do you have Arab TV? Well, it's also always like jumbled. Like it's never, it's never 1080p. Like it's, it's always like a very shitty image, but they, they're hearing it. So it's fine, I guess. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's my, fa- my favorite thing about them is that, um, they they really don't care about learning the language so they're no. just they're just like this is as good as it's gonna get so if you don't understand me i don't give a shit i'm gonna keep at this yep. level of, of spanish or whatever whatever english i guess whatever language it is and they like you can i guess have a conversation with them but like it, it, it's one of those things where you have to either speak slowly or like wait for them to kind of catch it and I guess that's how they've learned it by just having customers because they, you know, they're just like, this is what we got. This is what we know and and and, and deal with it. I guess don't sure. go to my store if you don't like it. They don't even care about that, you know? I love that. There's a family that owns a, a Chinese food restaurant near where I work, which is like several towns away in a very, very small town. And nothing in that town lasts. Like everything fails there except for thrift stores that are run by fucking elderly people big chain gas stations and this one Chinese food restaurant that's been there for like 30 years. And when you go in there and you're like, yeah, can I get an F uh, with fried fucking chow mein? She's like, yeah, sure. No problem. Do you want this? Do you want that? And then you go like, so how's your day? And she just stares at you. Cause you've <laughs> just said three things. She has no, she doesn't know those fucking words. She knows how to take your fucking order and how to tell you it's ready. And then like, maybe get the fuck out. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's yeah. It. You got to her limit of, of what's been programmed in her, in her head. <laughs> Third, 30 years of business, one of the only successful businesses in an entire fucking town of like, you know, 14, 15,000 people, hardly speaks the language. Fuck it. Who cares? She learned numbers and she learned which letter is what for the orders. And that's good. Ask her to explain one of the plates. 
nope there's the picture nope. <laughs> there's i put i put a picture for this yeah. reason <laughs> yeah <laughs> well, you can i'll i'll do the segue speaking of people of asian descent mm-hmm. street fighter the movie yeah. 1994. takes place 1994 takes place a completely fictional area somewhere near laos vietnam it's called like Chabalulu or something like that. What's it called? Yeah, the name is so <laughs> ridiculous. That the name is like uh it's like two like like fifth grade fucking kids that have never met an Asian person coming up with like an Asian name. That's what it reminds me of. And that that's a thing, like a running theme in this film is it feels like it's made by a guy who he f- I fucking love Hong Kong. I love Hong Kong fucking action. I, that's the best thing ever. I'm a white dude and I've yeah. never been there and I don't know how to do it, but like I fucking love it. <laughs> yeah. And then they gave probably gave him like a very loose uh, character bio sheet where he could just pull characters out of and then just yep. change them for reasons that don't really make much sense or add anything or, or you, no, know, you could have this... just kept the, the original. Like Everyone the biggest thing. The biggest thing is just Guile's camo, right? How yeah. like they have Jean-Claude Van Damme this fucking bizarre ass blue and red, totally made up for the film, like camouflage. But the character literally wears the most common <laughs> camouflage in the world, and he just wears regular like M eighty one woodland camo and a fucking uh, an olive Time grab shirt. You yeah. could get this thirty five. Buy it from me. I could sell you with like the actual you know fucking Colonel Guile uniform. But they're yeah. like, no, we'll spend more money, develop this pattern, get all of this textile made because they have nothing but extras. They didn't fucking put. That's a great thing about this film is when you see a big mass of people, those they're all there. They're yeah. all in costumes. They are all there. No reason to do it, but they're like fucking whatever. Five hundred people wear this fucking uniform. Why? Whatever. This <laughs> army. Is it even yeah. the army? No, it has a name, right? It's just like the yeah, international it's the, something. It's the Allied Nations instead right. of the United Nations. Oh, yeah, the Allied yeah, Nations. Yeah. They even wear blue helmets, but they're wearing Soviet helmets. So it's so funny. Like the way they look is so like this is such a made up thing. Yeah. It's so fucking like okay. This is the thing that this movie does really good that you can't do on purpose is it looks great 30 years later. Like yeah. that that uniform, as ugly as it is, when you fucking watch a modern movie that has guys in uniform, you're like, ugh, what the fuck is happening here? Everybody looks ugly and stupid and they wear it wrong. <laughs> this is so made up and fantastical, it doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> it, it works with what, I guess... Well, that, that that's one of my issues with it that it's just wh- whose story is it like we you re- don't really know what stories like are they trying to tell bison's story and how he wants to take over n- not even the world until the end right like just he's not Asia, even interested yeah so I, one country shadaloo it's called part, yeah yeah shadaloo shadaloo Asia. yeah just shadaloo somewhere near fucking laos by a, by a guy that's supposed to be this dictator that's also Asian, I guess, right? But Raul Julia doesn't look Asian at all. It's just I like did, a, a I Cuban think, guy that wants to <laughs> take over an Asian country that doesn't exist. The race thing with Street Fighter is 
is hilarious to me because almost every character has a definitive race, right? Yeah. Like Ryu is clearly of some Asian descent, whether it's mm-hmm. Chinese, Japanese, doesn't matter. Um, uh, Chun-Li, obviously Chinese, right? Colonel Guile, obviously American. But no matter what, if you don't aren't given the flag for fucking bison, you're like, who the fuck's this guy? Yeah. Where the fuck is this guy? He looks well, like a Nazi. Guile is Belgium, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Colonel Guile. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Is Belgium. Oh, dude, I got to talk about his introduction, right? Like that early scene when Bison's watching the fucking news. Yeah. And then uh, uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme like jumps out. This is why This is why I'm saying like this, the director, this fucking Stephen E. D- D- D'Souza, he loves Hong Kong cinema. Because the first thing that Jean-Claude Van Damme does is he strikes an anime pose. He's like, oh, you, I know you're like looking at yourself. So look at this. Yeah. And everybody's like, yeah, he did a pose. But it's not and even like in it. frame either. It's just, no, it's you see this. It's, like, <laughs> it's like, what is he? But I don't, yeah. It's so funny how, and that's what I mean. Like, if you did that in a film in 2023, it'd be like, dude, just oh, fucking tilt the camera a little yeah. bit. You just move the camera. Have the guy move the camera. Take a he step knows. back. Yeah. Just yeah, what, step like, do something. So we can but, see something. Yeah. When you when you watch the whole movie, like by the time you're done, you're like, dude, I'm don't change a thing in this fucking movie. Well, the ending too, right? The ending you have a thing explodes, and then there's a pose, (laughs) and his pose, Guile's pose is, I guess, what he does in the game where he goes to, he he goes to fix his hair that he doesn't have in the movie, so Uh he's just he just goes to do this, (gasps) but his hair is just normal hair, so it doesn't make any sense that he would do that. Maybe do it a karate hand or something. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's nonsensical. It's a pose for no reason. Yeah. It's like at that point, you're like, you've, if you made it to the end of the film, to the part where they do the fucking ah, like part, I mean, what nothing could surprise you. The fact that that build, like, because that's all that happens. Some Buddhist temple blows up behind them and then they pose at it. And then, yeah. then it's just freeze frame roll credits. I love you, Julia. Well, after, after everyone becomes friends, right? Because even the bad guys, like like Zangief, well, was just a dumbass. Zangief I, I love Zangief, dude. <laughs> he's like, thing. "What you fight me a little bit, and I like you now. We're cool." His entire thing is that he's Russian and dumb, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he's like scary and big, but he's also very easily influenced and just easily convinced that you know you don't have you don't actually have to hurt anyone. He's like, "Oh no, no. all right, no. all right." And but yeah, they they I, I made a list here because they do change. If not everyone, at least slightly, uh, m- most of them. So you have the Ryu and Ken. It's a very odd choice that they are just side characters. And I guess I'm saying that because I only play as those two characters. I'm bad at the game. So yeah. I only play as the easiest characters to control, which is those, are those two. So, and, and also because Ryu and, and Ken are like, if they're not the main, I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of the video game series. Like I've played it, but I'm, I don't know the lore. Yeah. But they're pretty, you know, the face of the franchise, you would say, right? Uh, 100%. And they just, they're just side characters here that uh, for yeah. half of the movie, you don't know if they're good or bad or uh, they, like they're code switching constantly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and well, like, also the first scene, you, you see uh, Ken dressed like a ventriloquist. I don't know if you remember because like a red vest fucking, and the tie. Yeah, the <laughs> yeah. vest and tie combo, dude. Yeah. Well, like uh, in the anime, and I mean like the very first Street Fighter anime came out fucking forever ago. Um, it it like it follows Ken and Ryu trying to like 
reunite and they're like half brothers or some shit like that and like that together or something yeah and so you expect this sort of like double dragon thing because it does play them early on and like you're saying you're like okay if it's not going to be about bison specifically maybe they are going to fight bison like they're going to one they are 2v1 him and or all this other shit nah no 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 they're what they are they're con artists and even at the end of the movie they're like oh, well, now that you guys aren't going to go to prison, you can get your passports. And they go, well, we'll stay if we can con more people. And then Jean-Claude Van Damme goes, well, why don't you just enlist in the military and then you'd have citizenship. And they're like, nah, we like to con people. Yeah. <laughs> okay, it, whatever. It, that that comedy, what, last 30 seconds where they're just kind of like, oh, incorrigible. I'll look at them. You know, <laughs> one of those yep. uh, the minute at the end. Uh, Bison sucks at fighting. And he's not very strong. I'm I'm assuming, well, I'm assuming they did that because Raúl Julia was literally dying while dying. This, right? Yeah. He had he had no. He had already been told we cannot do anything else. You are terminal, right? Like he had already been told everybody else at this stage goes on hospice. Yeah, and so Pancreas, he, right? Yeah, stomach. Yeah. yeah, somewhere in his stomach. So he yeah. he's shooting that whole thing, and he did some of that wire stuff. Not a great deal of it, but some of that wire. He's shooting that whole thing, literally losing like life like yeah. dying <laughs> fuck for a movie oh. that I, I think we can appreciate now i i don't know i mean it made it made a good amount of money it made apparently 99 million when it came out with a budget of 35 so that's pretty good but i don't think it was as appreciated as we can appreciate it now 30 years dog, later dog, people hated that shit i i liked uh when i was when i was younger like a little bit after that i would say like 98 99 i would go to the fucking video store and <clears throat> You could tell what movies were good and what movies were bad, not because of how many there were on the shelves, but how many copies there mm-hmm. were behind the front one. And that Street Fighter was always there. I could rent that fucking thing any goddamn day, any fucking time I wanted. Nobody ever rented it but me. If it wasn't there, I had it. I'm the only person in town that rented it. And I didn't even rent it that much. Nobody liked that shit. Nobody could. Yeah, and then they released a game that was also... That was probably worse. Did you ever play the movie game? It was just... It, it was clunkier than like Tekken one uh, <laughs> and it had the like the Mortal Kombat one type graphics with this actors playing the characters and it was just a mess brutal dude ugly brutal yeah. uh let's see um Dalsim hilarious that they made him a doctor <laughs> because he's supposed to be <laughs> Indian right so of course Indian, right he's a doctor so and then at the end I guess he something happens to him and i guess that's when he becomes stretchy we don't see it no we uh, never saw it but it's it well remember he uh threw that big bodyguard threw him into the fucking mutant stuff and it gets on his are only on his his arms a little bit and i I was like working and i was like "Uh (laughs) aha yeah but he's not a yoga master like a a mr miyagi yoga person no he's just right indian guy that's a doctor well uh, I'll let you say it because I know you're gonna say it. What? Well, I was gonna say Sagat. I liked how they created Sagat. Right? They had him like this business guy. He's like, oh, I was the best fighter, Iron Fist or whatever the fuck. And then you know, at the end of the movie, he gets that fucking gnarly scar on his chest. Yeah. And gets the money, which makes him fucking laugh. And I was like, oh, th- this is great. They fucking did it. They made that is exactly how. Uh, not uh, Sagat. Zang- yeah, Sagat. Sagat. Yeah. Like that's exactly how he is. He fucking laughs. He has a big ass scar on his chest. He's brown and has one eye. But 
he's like five one in this movie and <laughs> so god in, they, in everything he, else he's sitting he's always sitting or he's framed with other people yeah. they knew he was too short they he's knew he was too, too short. little and he's always wearing a suit so which is not i, I mean like i'm trying to remember if in any game I'm, i'm sure an alternative uh uh skin was wearing a suit but he's always wearing just shorts and he's just a massive long fighter uh yeah so that was a, a type fighter I, I, i mean i understand that this actor whose name i can't think of right now do i have it over here is uh dj bison uh don't uh, worry i'm smart wes study Don't oh worry. yes but uh, I, i'm i'm sure yes. he has a career i'm sure i'll recognize no, him he does recognize his he, face. he does he plays the native american oh, yeah. in every yeah. single thing that doesn't have lou diamond phillips playing the native american yeah you're right here it is he, <laughs> he, he plays buff he plays a pawnee <laughs> the toughest pawnee indian in desert uh <laughs> <laughs> Yep, Chief <laughs> Thomas, uh, <laughs> Richard, Richard Two Rivers. That's a that's a great name. That's a fucking great name. Coaches, Chief Yellowhawk, Wind oh, Lifter. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Okay, so yeah, that's what so, we do. That's what we do. No, no I want to point out that Michael Mann was like, no, you're just a cop. I'm not casting you as fucking you know captain red man fuck that well no they you he gave him a, a name there's a detective sammy casals so at oh least, there it is so at least it's, a, it's like a regular name it's yeah. not detective you know wind river or detective sad paw uh so so <laughs> So I'm sure because of Dances with Wolves, you know, he got this job and he was like, okay, so, we, so this is a recognizable actor. So who can we be? A Sagat, sure. Even though he's, he's little and you're right. <laughs> like, okay. I fucking love this. What is this movie? It's called Dances with Wolves, sir. Get this guy to play a Thai guy. Yeah. Get this guy <laughs> to play my Muay Thai fighter in my new fucking movie. I'm gonna shave his head. We're gonna make him look brown as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> he was he he tanned for that role. He got a Thai tan even for that role. Dude. Yeah, we're gonna get him to move from this type to this type. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh fuck. Then uh sorry Loris. Sorry about your show, Loris. Yeah. Blanca. Blanca went from Brazilian jungle man to He's still Brazilian. Is he still Brazilian? Does yeah, he have his, like a name his, like John his, or something? His name was it's car it's Carlos. Oh yeah, right. Carlos, Carlos Blanca. Carlos oh, Blanca. That's true, that's true. Yeah, okay. But what they do with him is that they just give him the super soldier serum and he becomes green and, and retarded and ginger, right? Okay. okay, so the beginning of the movie, they set a timer. They're like, in 72 hours, you give me $20 billion. dollars. This right. is uh, uh, Bison. Give me $20 billion dollars or I'll kill the queen or whatever the fuck he says. Uh, no, later on, his plan is to kidnap the queen. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, anyways, and then fucking... They, they, they. So later on, they cave. They've captured a soldier. They put him inside of a fucking thing, and they have high tech technology. 
And at this point, there's when they capture him, there's 12 hours left, right? By the and then they take him downstairs. I'm assuming there's maybe 10 hours left. They put the goggles yeah. on him. He watched war footage for 10 hours and came out of it just motherfucker. <laughs> I have watched war footage for like a week straight without any sleep. And that Willingly. has not made me, yeah, like that's what I wanted to be. <laughs> yeah. And I did not come out of it a raging monster that needs to have like my friends remind me who they are so I don't kill them. But with, no, with this forehead on top of this forehead, <laughs> <laughs> double the forehead. Yeah. We're gonna, okay, so we're gonna put a prosthetic nose, but it's gonna start halfway and it's gonna be like way wider than your whole face. All right, wait, I don't think that's gonna, oh no, I already did it. Oh, it's fine, we'll just paint you green. No one will tell, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's well, so no one will be able to tell. And then we're just going to give uh, you red hair, like the cheapest wig looking hair. Uh, not going to see you that much anyway, but uh, that you, this is you now. Oh, and you're also, you. you're also uh, uh, like 100 IQ points less than when <laughs> you started watching War. Uh, well, and how fucking dumb is Colonel Guile? Like, I thought that was such a weird thing to put in the fucking, like, for your, your hero to do. He gets on camera and he's like, I'm going to kick your ass, Bison. Hey, oh, don't yeah. worry. Hey, yeah. hey, Bison, don't watch this part. Don't watch this part. We're going to sneak in the fucking back door and get you, Carlos, my best friend. Okay? We're going to fucking save you, Carlos. So fuck you, Bison. Pay attention to this part, but not yeah. the last part. Yeah, 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 fuck yeah. you, Bison. <laughs> don't even make it subliminal. It's like right there. No. Just uh, just a slightly lower voice. Uh, so no. They they don't hurt my the... wife who lives at 27 Chestnut <laughs> Avenue. I love her. Who I works you... nine to five and then she's alone for three hours where I make it home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't look at this map of her route back to the house. <laughs> uh, DJ um, is uh, played by Juana Mann. Uh, oh. And uh, he's a geek, like a computer geek, like a security system professional. Uh, not he a... fucking... He says, "Mama, my mama didn't raise no fool." <laughs> Don't do that. With a terrible like first, I'm just trying my first Jamaican a accent for the first time, and whatever it sounds like, this is what my character is going to sound like. Uh, <laughs> T-Hawk is like skinny and we only know that he's T-Hawk because he puts on a bandana near the end. Otherwise, he's just a soldier. Same with Kami. Kami just has a British accent. Has uh, a British accent. And then at the end, she shows her she's wearing like thighs, but it, like her tights on her thighs, but not her thighs, which is what she shows in the, in the game. So it's kind of Kami, but not really because it was PG. Is it a PG-13 oh, movie, I think? And hey, we got to say this because it's going to be a thing for Chen Li too. Blue instead of the green? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I... It's like it's it's like it's her underwear. You know what I mean? Like, just wear whatever. Just wear whatever underwear you want. And it, then... it's, it's again, it's just nonsensical changes for no reason other than <laughs> like, who does this make sense to? I don't. <laughs> uh, Honda, he's Hawaiian all of a sudden. He's not Japanese anymore. And he's a cameraman, right? Yep. 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 He's a cameraman and who's he's a... so, so good at sumo that just he doesn't feel pain. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's his superpower. He just, it's no, no. Yeah. Then. Oh, and he, he slaps. 
instead of doing because what e honda is doing in the game yeah. he's not slapping you he's fucking thrusting you as yeah. fast as he fucking can right like hard ass sumo thrust but here he literally slaps a guy a bunch of times in the face like yeah like <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like mo howard and then balrog uh becomes his best friend because um they they uh bison did something about his career but we don't know what it is because he says oh yeah bison ruined my career and then honda goes oh me too and they're like what he did too and it's like yeah it's like oh i guess we're best friends now and then yes we love each other I mean, they're best friends dick. and they're uh chun lee's uh sidekicks um, your mom's name is martha too yeah. no way <laughs> hawaiian martha and uh <laughs> yeah because he yeah he was supposed to be like a prize fighter right balrog mm -hmm. It's supposed yep. to be a prize fighter. He barely fights here. He's just a news person. And Chun Li, who she's a so she's in the lore, which is this one I, I did look up. She becomes an Interpol agent because she wants to catch Bison. So it it makes sense to me that yeah, you're going to become one of those agents so that you can you know find this evil villain that's trying to destroy the world. In the yeah. movie. She still has the same motivation of revenge, right? She still wants to, uh, I think, avenge her uh, dad's life. But she becomes a journalist, like a newscaster, so that she can get close to this supervillain. Yep. And, yep. and, and, and she's been works. training as a ninja. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. And it works. <laughs> yeah. Some, somehow becoming a, a, a ninja journo in order to get close to, like, you know, Hitler or Osama yeah. bin Laden. Eh, eh, completely effective it actually gets her to the point where the military is like good fucking job holy yeah. shit and what bison is like i don't need I? anyone just her and me in my room by ourselves <laughs> and i'm gonna um, let her i'm gonna get let her give me a, a a whole speech about how she wants to kill me for like five minutes before i do anything because because she's you know new and so what what, what, what is what is going on in like the writing area where they're like okay so that bison gets her he gets her in the room and then he like starts putting on you know he gives her a sexy dress and so she wears it yeah. and then he puts on sexy music and then he starts getting ready and from his perspective they're about to have like a really nice consensual romantic time but while he is setting it up she's saying i hate you you killed my father i'm only here to fucking kill you I've dedicated my life to tracking you down and killing you. And he's like, ah, romantic music? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> he's doing like, it for me. Cologne and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> watching his face. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's it's weird because you would think, well, usually that that's setup is good guy and uh, femme fatale, right? So it makes sense that he because he's not going to hurt her until he hears what she has to say. He's going to wait for her to say her whole thing and then act, right? Not neutralize her, not even like hurt her because he's good guy. But here you have evilest terrorists in the world. And he's just like, yeah, okay, keep telling me. Yeah, that's fine. And then yeah. at one point he just decides that, okay, I've, I've had enough. But it, 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 again convoluted for no reason just make right. her be a spy or make her be an agent or something and uh 
I mean, it, it, again, it works because it's 30 years later and it's funny and, and yeah, you... it's just ridiculous. So it's fine. But trying to take it seriously as like, I sat down seriously and wrote this scene and, and it makes sense in my head and this is going to be played no. straight. No, none of it. None of it. Well, just, just what you're saying, like, oh, okay, so now Chun-Li's a journal and she's going to break into, uh, you know, the super terrorist fucking super hideout and all this other shit. Nobody went like, huh? Yeah. Well, mm, isn't it just better if, like, she already works for the AN and Guile's like, fucking, we already have someone inside. And then we see her, she's doing like a, you know, sexy dance or something, because it's the 90s, she's got to be yeah. kind of neat. she's doing a sexy dance or something, and then, you know, then we find out that she's the inside man or whatever the fuck. Like, that's better, right? And then everybody else goes, yes, and that's what goes in it. But nobody said that, they were like, no, this is cool. No, just an uh, interview with no cameras or any recordings, just you and him, just go by yourselves and talking. And you got to remember talk. what he says. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's like, he's super articulate, you know, and uses like big ass words and shit. Wordy. Yeah. Sure. You're going to have to remember yeah. all of it and then write it down on your pad when you're done. I, that's a, that's such a, like the Raul Julia casting is so good because I love that part when he gets electrified and he comes up and he looks at Jean-Claude Van Damme and he goes, you came here expecting to fight a man, man, but you only found a God. And I'm like, oh, yeah, dude, that's Raul Julia. I love that. Give me more of that right there. That's great. Well, he's the best part of the movie, right? He's the, mm-hmm. the most entertaining performance because I I think I think I remember uh, reading that it was he did the movie because his son or like his kids were big fans of the of the series. So he like he, I guess, gave it his all <laughs> and just he went, went all it. out. And uh, it's yeah, it's great. Every it's time so he's on good. screen, it makes it so much better. Than... He and Jean-Claude Van Damme are like fucking gems in this film because Jean-Claude Van Damme is like, it's an anime. Fuck it. Yeah. He's playing anime character. It's the opposite. Yeah. He's just like, I'm just, this is whatever. Second take for what? For no, what? what? There's a no, hell though. There's a, uh, a line that I wrote down here when uh, the uh, one of the, it's close to the end is one of the, I don't remember what he is. I think he's the the people that are above him in the military or whatever, or whatever the thing is called. And he goes, uh, Colonel, have you lost your mind? And he goes, No, you lost your balls. And and I was like, Okay, is there no take two for that line, maybe? Or is that just or is that just the best you got with that accent? Yeah, maybe another thing. Maybe that's like take 15. What if that that was the good one? Yeah, because that's (laughs) the thing. Like at points, I, I mean, and and uh the Guile character is supposed to be Captain America, right? It's supposed to be as American as America is. And uh, first monologue that he has is is just very thick in the accent. And I, 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 I at points, it, it looks like he's not even trying. Like, he's just, like you said, he's just like, fuck it. Like, this is, I'm just going to read the line and whatever. And this is what you get. And and, and it's a nonsensical fucking base on the video game. Who cares? She's a, mm-hmm. she's a reporter. <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> but, uh, but uh, again, removed from anything that has to do with being a fan of the series, which is why I think it's difficult for a lot of people to enjoy movies like this or like the Dragon Ball movie or like the Mortal Kombat movies, which is just, separate yourself from how you feel about the um original material and then just enjoy how bad it is uh 
because I remember when I went to see that Dragon Ball Evolution, I think it's called, uh, movie, yeah. to the theater. I saw the trailer. My friends didn't. So I knew exactly what I was going into. I knew it was going to be an Americanized uh, version of an Asian story or movie. And what they used to do, at least at the time, would be, oh, yeah, we yeah, Dragon Ball, oh, Hadouken. I mean, Hadouken. Kamehameha and uh, uh, Gohan. Yeah, that's oh, Piccolo's green. And that's it. And then everything else is just whatever we want. So I had a blast watching the movie. I laughed. Uh, and my, yeah, friends, great. my friends were very pissed because they thought they were getting like a, you know, watching <laughs> Dragon Ball Z your entire life from getting Dragon Ball. And no, uh, with this is the same. It's like if you if you want to hold, you know, dear every uh, uh, bio of this character and, and have it be as close as possible to the original material. No, no, and no, it's like the film. And I don't think they've done a Street Fighter movie that's done that because even that Chun Li, they they didn't like the two thousands. It's also kind of changing some of the things. And I think she's also is she also a reporter there? I don't. I I don't I don't, I don't know. I don't know the main plot of it. I know it. I know that film exists. And then uh, like the Black Eyed Peas are in it, in, right? One yeah, yeah, them, yeah. That's both right. Of them, yeah, both of the guys. Yeah. People were like in front of the camera when it was on. That's about the like. I I don't I, I don't have any interest in a Street Fighter movie now, yeah. right? But if yeah. you're like this one came out in 1994, I'm gonna be like, oh, that's kind of a weird year for films. Let's check it out. And uh, holy shit, because like, all right, <clears throat> one of the fucking scenes I loved, right, is remember in the 80s and 90s, it was just like add pyro to whatever. Like, yeah. Stuff has to explode. If a car goes off a cliff, it needs to explode, even if it's still in the air. I don't care. Whenever the fucking prisoner truck is driving out of the AN or whatever. That truck, like, it hits a fence and fucking sparks go everywhere. It hits a car, sparks and fucking fireworks go everywhere. It hits some fruit, sparks and fireworks <laughs> fucking everywhere. Shit's exploding behind them because other cars, other, like, the AN is coming after them. But instead of driving, like, behind them to catch them, they come from, like, a different road. And they go, oh, fuck, and just, just crash for no reason. It's like, fuck, yes, dude. I And also, that whole scene is a plot to get the... the uh, Ryu and Ken to shoot blanks at Guile so that his squibs will go off so that he can pretend to die. But also the guard that has the gun needs to be in on it. Yeah. And honestly, most of the, the other like AN troops need to be in on it because they could just shoot them. But they're smart enough to just shoot the front of the truck a little bit and not even the glass. Like, don't don't hurt anybody. Well, also Guile... I don't want to say stands because I don't remember exactly if he's standing up or if he got even even got on one knee, but he stands in front of the truck with zero protection of anything. He's just pointing the gun at the truck, shooting at Ken, I think is who's in the in, at the back of the truck. So, he, yeah, you you needed everything to be perfect for that plan to work, and you know, it's sure Guile is is Belgian guile who's ginger in some scenes i don't know if you if you notice that when he gets the shot his hair is there. red and, and he then, died at once yeah and then <laughs> well he, he got shot so i guess his hair turned red that that's another thing that i wanted to talk to you about um because around this time it's when they started making this type of movies that are based on either video games or uh, uh animated uh like the ninja turtles were around this time too right 89 i think it was the first one yeah uh, you have the Mario Brothers movie, who's an uh, I believe is another another 
uh, movie that if you watched at the time is probably not as enjoyable as it is now because of how crazy everything is and over the top right. and, and so not Super Mario. Uh, <laughs> not a, It's just, it's another one of those where just, oh, they're plumbers uh, and uh, there's turtles that they step on and there's a dinosaur thing that Joshi... One of them's Italian, kind of. Yeah, so, sort of. He's Colombian, sort of. but... We're gonna I wasn't even talking about... <laughs> I meant Bob oh, Hoskins. Oh, you mean Bob Hoskins, right. <laughs> well, he looks Italian. I don't know how Italian he, he is. Italian. Hoskins. Yeah, Hoskins doesn't sound Italian doesn't sound. at all. <laughs> Even though it could, could be one of those cases where they just he just changed his last name because it's like pepperoni or something very <laughs> you know very out there. So it's like, I can't, I yeah, can't be Robert Pepperoni in Hollywood. His, <laughs> it was Robert <laughs> uh, <laughs> we had to pry his hands open because he kept going like this on set. Wait, Bob Hoskins is English, so we're not even, <laughs> not even close. He's from Barry. And, and yeah, so not even, he just looks Italian because he's bald and chubby. Uh, that's great. And that mustache. Yeah, but uh, but that's another one that I, I, I would like to uh, talk about one day. That Super Mario movie, um, I downloaded a version that has some extra scenes that were added later. Uh, not They were not, you know, fully... I guess they don't have the effects. It's not, it's not finished, but uh, it's just a couple of extra weird things that are added to the original movie. And I, I just, again, I just feel like movies from around this time, the early nineties that were just coming out like, like this, where, where it's something that um, they weren't ready to go all out with trying to make it uh, like the world that exists in that game or, or, or uh, animation or whatever. So they would still, try to uh, ground it in reality but they i guess right people were in charge of grounding those things in reality because <laughs> then they will ground them with the most random weirdest thing that instead makes it more of an alternate reality i don't know if that that makes any sense but uh but like the like the Super Mario thing, that's like an under underground world, like a cyberpunkish underworld world that doesn't yeah, Blade exist. Runner. Yeah, doesn't doesn't exist in any of the games, but it's just no, it, it's there dude. because why not? Yeah, because well, it, they, at this point, right, this would have been for the Street Fighter movie for like the Super Mario Brothers movie. I don't know so much that this would have been the case for the Turtles movie because it seems like whoever the fuck made that first Turtles movie was like, no, I know my shit. Yeah, don't even talk to me. I, I no, I know. They were like, hey, can you make an intro movie? I already did. Yeah. <laughs> Got Corey Feldman. Anyways, the the thing that I'm sure they did was they the guys in charge of now writing the script are just given like, okay, so this is Yoshi, right? He's a little dinosaur. He does the jump thing or whatever it is. Comes yeah, out. The tongue. Um, right. This is Guile. He's a fucking soldier. Uh, he's got this kind of like crazy hair and shoots lightning or, you know, this like light swirly thing that comes at you. He's got a flag and then tattoo they... on his arm. That's... <laughs> right. That's this American Can't flag tattoo that, that yeah. I guess Jean-Claude Van Damme refused to get. <laughs> <laughs> but the it's like, so the guy, the guy there maybe hasn't even played the game or the team there. Maybe haven't played the game at all. And they're just reading descriptions of the characters and then going off like, okay, well, we could do this. We could do that. But like the lore is the like I guess maybe those writers didn't understand that video game writers and comic book writers were like 
filling this these games with yeah. like actual lore you could follow. If you played from the beginning to the end, you got a complete story of like Sonic being being like, oh, I'm I'm just running around hanging out, and a robot guy coming and stealing a bunch of the animals, and him being like, don't steal the animals, what the fuck, get yeah. out of here, robot guy. And then he watches where the robot guy goes. He's like, wait, that guy just keeps stealing animals everywhere. I got to stop him. Like, you know, that's what's happening. Yeah. But like they had no idea that they wrote lore into any fucking films. And so you just get this shit. But <laughs> what makes these I, I, I think both these movies are fun to watch like every once in a while because they are products of their time yeah. in the cinema world. Right. There were a lot of the a lot of films that we're using a lot of the shots and effects and ideas that these guys are going through. Say like Ninja Turtles and um, Street Fighter, they both have this underground fighting ring, right? Mm -hmm. Or like the Foot Clan's fucking underground hangout spot where people are fucking drinking and smoking and there's sex. And there's like a haze in the fucking uh, uh, building the whole time. Guys are fighting over there, possibly to the death. You don't even yeah. fucking know what's going on. This guy's got sword hands. Fucking Casey Jones is handing out cigarettes to little kids and shit. Yeah. You're like, what the fuck, dude? And that's all like stuff that happens kind of a lot in other films being translated into that. Where when you when you're 30 years removed, and not to say that every movie that comes out is the same. I mean, we're like a week removed from a movie about fucking Oppenheimer and a movie about fucking Barbie <laughs> airing the same day and both of them being successful. So not every movie is exactly the same, but you you are sort of like missing a meta right like we don't really get a strong meta in the cinema cinema world anymore where it's not like oh big buff guys are in every film because the big buff guys that are in every film are all like the same size mm -hmm. right then they're all next to each other uh vin diesel doesn't look super hardcore next to the rock and vice versa yeah. they're just both big buff guys right versus like when we made movies in in 1993 we put Jean-Claude Van Damme in front of a bunch of tiny Vietnamese guys. And the first thing he does, he shows his fucking muscle. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's how, that's what we fucking did back in the day. And so those, those things stand out as fucking so entertaining when you're 30 years removed from them, because it's, it, it's a, it's the nostalgia of, Oh, I remember when every movie had, you know, a sexy girl that gets caught by the bad guy and she has to do a sexy dance or whatever. <laughs> um, but also it's, it's flavors and things and like a cinema language that you just don't have anymore. Yeah. They didn't, they didn't give a fuck about the camera work in street fighter. They, they pan and they give you some wide shots and some tight stuff. But for the most part, the camera's just around. He's not you trying to I mean? be an artist. He's just, right. here's a mid and here's a long. And uh, yep. that's, that's what you get. Oh, close up too close. Don't care. Too close. Not changing <laughs> okay. it. Who cares? Yeah. It. And I wonder if, uh, if it was because, you know, we're talking about 1994. So people that are writing these movies, I'm assuming are, are especially in the 90s, 30s, late 30s, maybe, right? Yeah. So yeah, it's probably. not someone that's uh, actively playing Street Fighter. It's not someone that's playing Super Mario. I, I just, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know if this is true, but from watching these movies, that's what you get. Because if you're someone that knows the property, then you wouldn't make this. Uh, but, but, but I, I also wonder if it's it's because of that because okay so if you're 30 something in the 90s what were you exposed to as a child pong right atari i guess those games don't didn't really have much of a story so it's it's very much of a free-for-all i guess so i guess that's 
that same yeah yeah he jumps over the <laughs> pond and he has to get to the end and not get eaten by the, <laughs> the crocodile and uh oh he made it uh you know so 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 i i, I can see why uh also the importance like video games are not as as mainstream as they are now right they right, were not right. as taken as serious as like as they are now it's like an art form i guess it was more of like a, a time waster thing so it may hobby. Yeah, so it makes sense that, you know, uh, and I don't want to say a serious screenwriter because this guy wrote a bunch of other movies that are entertaining and, and fun. Uh, <laughs> Running Man, uh, well, he wrote the first two Die Hards. He did K-9000, which is that K-9, I think is the third or fourth of that franchise. That's the uh, ninth one. It's the oh, 9,000th one. Yeah, That's why 9, they call 000. it K-9. There's been 899 <laughs> of those. Or 8,999 of those, and then the 9,000th one's about to come out. Yes, the Belushi grandkid is the, the, <laughs> the, the cop. Uh, so it, I guess it makes sense to me that, yeah, a 30-something-year-old that's not familiar with the story is just told, okay, well, this is obviously it's an American soldier, so he's going to be our hero, right? He has to be. You're not going to have a Ken who's from where? We don't know. He's from the States is he we don't know he's uh he's he's uh scamming people so he can't be our hero uh ryu he's asian he's asian he, he can't, can't be, be our hero, hero. exactly it's 1994 exactly <laughs> so it makes sense that it's like okay so <laughs> our our uh, american soldier who doesn't speak like he's from anywhere but i guess louisiana ish if you that's just a stretch, I guess. Uh, <laughs> uh, so some of the things he says sounds like he could be Creole, maybe. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but then, like everything about the movie, like the even even the way that the the characters are stereotyped too, right? It's very uh, of the time and very, you know. Uh, what's the they added a character at the end uh and i, I was reading about this because i i didn't recognize the the character they called him like general something the last name and the last name is the actor's name oh sawada captain sawada and the actor's name is kenya sawada so they they weren't even creative enough to come up with a <laughs> name for the actor it's just like which is fucking is your last name whatever, who cares yeah exactly it was just like we'll just have you there because who cares you don't exist in the games who cares uh and it's that it, it's I don't know. There's something charming about about not caring enough about the material, where you can just it's a free for all. And and I know it's hypocritical because I've had complaint complain about modern movies doing this, mm. but for whatever reason, because it's so. And maybe it's just me that I'm not taking it seriously because I'm sure they were serious as they were making it, but it doesn't feel like a, like they're taking it seriously. So then you can give a little bit of a break to like the goofy things and you can just enjoy it in a different way than if it was, this was being played straight, like the cowboy bebop thing, you know, where it's right. like, Oh, this is straight. And this is cool. And you're kind of like, or even, oh. even I, I just learned this right now, reading it. Uh, the same guy wrote the story for the uh, Angelina Jolie, Laura Croft, Tomb Raider film, the cradle of life. So even something like that, another video game film written by the same guy, where just not one single person on fucking set is like, oh, I'm going to have fun with this today. <laughs> no, everybody, they're, they're just there. They get a paycheck, they leave, right? Even Angelina Jolie. Like, it, it is completely different. And that's, I think that if a film does what these guys did and they are your contemporary, right? Like, it came out while, and it's like current. 
you should be like, this is not good. Don't do this. But if you come across the movie made like this, like 30 years fucking, you know, before you saw it, it's kind of, it's just like, all right, fuck, you guys did whatever you did. Fucking A, here we are. I guess I'm watching it. Don't, you know, if, if you're going to make a film, do better than this. But like, <laughs> yeah. I like that these guys did this. It's kind of funny. And it has a weird charm too. Because uh, the same happens with the, the superhero movies from the 90s too, that I guess because we were saturated so much with like the same, a lot of sameness for the past tw 20, 30? Has it been 30 years since? No, 20. 20 years since that MCU and uh, DC started doing their thing. Uh, that uh, if you watch, you know, uh, uh, Dolph Lundgren's Punisher, it's great. I watched yeah. that a couple of months ago and it's so weird and so different. And so we also don't understand this character, but mm -hmm. it's the Punisher, whatever. He, a skull in his chest, that's stupid. Uh, we're not going to have him <laughs> do that. Uh, so, you know, it, it's very feels like a very free uh, version of something that, again, maybe if it came out now and it was as polished as those movies are now, I won't like it as much as something like that movie where it's, okay, it's Punisher because of the name of the movie and uh, because he's an ex-soldier that kills. Uh, yeah, and, people and die. He doesn't talk that much. He's, he's a man of few words. Uh but we gave him an underground lair where he just hangs out in the sewers and, and does shirtless yoga down there for reasons. I guess he's he's trying to get over the, the trauma of having his family murdered. So he does yoga in the sewers. Uh, and that's cool because then he can just ride his motorcycle out of the sewers and go kill bad guys. You know? Honestly, if you have Dolph Lundgren at that time and you have an IP and you haven't just shoehorned him in there, you're kind of fucking up. I just shoot. I sh I'd have shoot horned him into anything. Yeah. <laughs> I'd have put him in well, any there, fucking film. Fuck a it. lot of a lot of years went by since you know directors were using for anything other than like B type of stuff, right? And I feel he's, like he's he's maybe not that much better than than that, but I feel like he's you know he's good at well, like you know, what that. like Universal Soldier. Remember Universal Soldier? He's all right in that. I I yeah, you can just have him play that or even. Because he has that that evil Russian look to him too, yeah. it's like a Matt Mickelson ish, maybe uh, from that side of the world ish look to Scary him. Scary European look. Yeah, well, so we could say that. Yeah, where he could be well, friendly, but you're still kind of afraid of him. Like you still don't know. Are are you being friendly, or are you luring me in so you can crush my skull at any point? <laughs> <laughs> That's something that I think, like uh, when we say like Jean Claude Van Damme he benefits from being like a handsome guy or whatever, but also being able to use his accent in a way that is like, even in serious roles, right? He gives you a very like, oh, that's an approachable guy, like vibe. <laughs> so when he plays Guile, right? And he's doing this like anime fucking character. Yeah. It's so cartoony and fucking silly, right? If you fill that role, with uh, anybody else that's like a muscle guy and famous at the time, it, it, they just ham it, right? They are yeah. just horrible. If you put Arnold Schwarzenegger, another fucking guy that he's just, listen, Bison, I'm coming to get you, Carlos. <laughs> with that accent. Can't I, even say you... Carlos. <laughs> <laughs> Carlos. Carlos. <laughs> you have to hide. You have to hide, Carlos. I'm coming. Yeah, like it's, I think with just about anybody else, it's like bad. And we don't really have those guys now 
in acting that are they're not fucking great but they are great in action they are great in uh martial arts or whatever and so rather than putting them in constantly fucking you know the next uh uh hundred well, I was gonna say 127 hours. I meant 1917. <laughs> yeah, you know that movie where he gets his arm stuck under a rock and then he has Ow. to karate oh. punch the rock <laughs> to Dude. set himself free. <laughs> Dude, actually, I was watching fucking Les Stroud the other day, and this is an old ass episode of Survivor Man, right? Uh, before 127 hours came out, yeah. he's walking and he's like, "You don't want to go in these little valleys right here because the rocks can come down on you." I heard a story of a man. Who had a rock come down on his arm and he had to cut his own arm off with a small pen knife and i was like oh i know that movie with james <laughs> franco that, yeah. <laughs> i saw that i saw the oh. real guy he shows up at the end of the movie on the he's pool there. he's like a hallucination and he's missing yeah. an arm he's oh still nuts. Alive, i think let's throw i know this story you you don't know it yet no i think like um since we kind of lack, like I said, a meta, right? We had in the late eighties, we just had muscle guys. You would put muscle guys in movies. They would just do things, and then you would call it a good film, right? Yeah. Uh, who was kick ass, and that's it. Yeah, like Solo. Do you did you ever watch Solo? No. Uh, fucking. Well, it was, it was around the same time. Um, it's just like the the main fucking yeah, nineteen Mario Van Peebles. Mario Van Peebles at the time was yoked as fuck, right? And they're just like, whatever, put him in a fucking movie. He and Adrian Brody, they're like commandos or something. I don't know. He's a robot or something. I don't know. Get him with this shirt off. Get him with this fucking shirt off. He's buff. And that's the fucking movie. Just Mario Van Peebles. Throw throw him in the jungle. He has a knife and it's cool. It's cool. (laughs) And like, okay, again, in the contemporary, everybody had the right to be upset at that meta, right? fucking 30 years later i'm like fuck yes dude give me more of this bullshit i don't i don't need, i don't give a fuck about a plot if you if what if the next rock film right we'll just use the rock because he's the like the buffest guy on the planet if the next movie the rock is in is just he's a super soldier he has like four or five lines and he blows people up with a gun that shouldn't cause that much damage when people get shot by it i will fucking go i will well, fucking go that was his trajectory right he has that uh what's it called skyscraper movie where he's like a crippled security guy that, that jumps, shit slaps that, that jumps shit from... slaps dude yeah <laughs> that movie has nothing going for it it's like oh man this fucking veteran dude and he like loves his daughter or whatever and then he's like missing a leg oh no the building's on fire or some shit i don't even remember how i got <laughs> to the fucking scenes like there's some explosion nothing happens. somewhere yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nothing yes. happens and then all of a sudden, it's The Rock with this fucking CGI prosthetic leg in like a blown ass up building. And he's going to jump to the fucking next floor or some shit. And you're like, no, dude, you don't have enough legs, bro. You don't have. He did it. No fucking way. What he is doesn't even, this movie? He doesn't even have one of those spatula legs that uh, <laughs> runners have, you know, that's like a little one. spring. No, it's just a, <laughs> it's like a mannequin leg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like, <laughs> he makes it. Why not? And, and that fucking kills like i'm i'm growing to enjoy things like fast and furious now right for the like over the top action yeah but every time they start talking and trying to give me a plot i'm like i don't give a fuck dude why yeah. are you wasting my time i don't I'm care that you guys love each other like brothers just show yeah. me cars i've never I've, want... I've, I've never seen one of those i i told my girlfriend the other day and she was like well, what do you mean they've been going on for like 20 years and i was like it's one mm-hmm. of those movies that i just I, I haven't avoided them i just i've never 
seen one i've seen scenes but i've never seen one to completion but i think what you're saying the reason why we can enjoy things like that now is because (laughs) it's because because everything is so different like the action movies that you get now is um thor being a soldier and he runs around and he shoots people which i mean fine I, I guess fine because you're using that uh that uh formula that you just talked about, but it's too shiny. It's too right. perfect. So right. it I, it just and doesn't. The lightning it, and there's a yeah, light show and a, there's it, a perfect soundtrack with all your like, favorite classics. Oh my god! You just reminded me. Uh, Street Fighter has one of the worst songs that I've ever heard in a movie before uh when when the uh, what is it the jets like they're like preparing to attack I guess or something and then there's a, a, a song that I can only describe as the sex scene from the room the song that was playing in the background like that type of quality where you just kind of like this sounds like a fake song that someone made to to kind of sound like another song but it's so we just have this and it's kind of like this has kind of like a familiar sound to it, but it's nothing that you've ever heard before or will ever hear again. Uh, and it was very it's, it's distracting. Explain yeah. the Top Gun song, like the burn, yeah. Burn, burn. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. now I'm gonna do something different. <laughs> and uh, and uh, but yeah, but that doesn't like now because of technology, everything is perfect and, and instead they try to to you know give the actors more to do the acting and deliver the lines differently and let me believe that this villain is just, and it's just like i just want dumb 80 sections yeah <laughs> just, yeah just, just give me an evil russian that barely speaks and has a scar on his face and that's it that's all i need you know he's a hook for an arm and uh he's mad because he <laughs> yes got a hook yes and, uh, that's you know, why our... that's his whole motivation he's ugly yeah, that was yeah, everybody's exactly. every bad guy's mototivation before was that they already had a fucked up face. That was yeah. basically it. They yeah, were like bullied even... and they never got over the fact that they were bullied. So now they want to destroy the world. Very Lex Luthor. <laughs> yeah, even like Mission Impossible, right? That's a series where you have to buy the stakes. You know, you got to believe that fucking uh, Ethan, whatever the fuck, is like saving the world. And you know, really, hey, if he doesn't do this, some bad shit's going to happen. Um, and I just don't give a fuck. I love the action scenes, right? Yeah. I just don't give a fuck. The I think that the way, the way I personally enjoy action, like I go, I like a good war movie, right? And I'll pay attention to the storyline and the plot and all that shit in a really good war movie. But if you if you're just giving me a main character, yeah, I kind of don't give a fuck, right? Now I just want to see this dude like fuck shit up. You know what I mean? I just want fucking uh, think of like four. eight. Or even alien and aliens. Like, right. I, okay, the plot is stay the fuck alive. There's an alien. All right. Yeah. The plot for two, stay the fuck alive. There's an alien. You have friends this time. Yeah, Never yeah, mind. Yeah. They're all dead. <laughs> yeah. All right. It's not horror okay. anymore. Now it's action. It's just going to be, you know, shoot. Shoot fuck a yeah. lot. Yeah. Let's yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah. Let's fucking go. And the, uh, and the, alien is, the alien is now the alien's mom. So it's like five <laughs> times its size and the stakes have gone up. It can't move. Gonna fuck it. Yeah, it's like stuck. So it's like those stuck <laughs> videos that you know which stuck videos I'm talking about. So it's kind of like that. Uh but it's not horror anymore. It's just, you know, let's just, you know, blow some aliens up, which is what and it worked. I don't know how well received that movie was when it came out, but it's a lot of fun. So yeah. that's no that's- and 
I think that's the thing is like, okay, yeah, maybe these films aren't well received when I'm, we've probably said this a million times. You've probably said this a million times. We've yeah. watched movies. It doesn't really matter. Like if it's a movie is well received by the people that talk about seeing it. Right. <clears throat> what matters is like when TNT starts rolling it for fucking, you know, at like an hour block every Saturday and they get 8 million viewers and it has yeah. commercials. And you're like, wait a minute, eight million people watch the Super Mario Brothers movie on fucking TNT, <laughs> and TNT's like, yup, it's better yeah. than you thought, bitch. And you're like, all right, fucking a, I guess maybe it ain't bad. And it, a lot of shit is like, yeah, go ahead. No, that Mario and Peoples movie. That's how I saw it. I saw it on like a rerun of an HBO because that's our HBO here is just old movies from the around that time. And I, when I looked it up, I saw a screen of him bald with his vest in the jungle holding that knife and he's like that yep i've seen that that that, i recognize that no no idea what the movie's about but i recognize that i've seen that in you know one of those days where we just watch hbo all afternoon and just reruns of these 90s movies yeah no i don't want to be fucking uh, honestly like if you're gonna make a, a video game movie and it's a video game i've watched like i love the witcher i haven't watched the witcher series at all on netflix right like i'm just not interested but if i'm interested in a thing let's say you make a, a fucking metal gear solid movie hmm. i'm gonna be lore picking the whole time i mean like yeah. meryl has a fat ass who the fuck is this character it's like it's part of the plot that meryl has a fat ass it's it is a problem for snake snake has a problem with how thick her ass is you know what i mean like he mentions they make it, it a on, point <laughs> yeah and on a yeah no he looks at her ass and he's like oh like one soviet soldier with a thick butt or some shit like that and autocon's like oh so you met meryl huh he doesn't even see her he's like in in, in his yeah. ear he's like oh so you met meryl huh like oh she got a big ass and he's like they're gonna know she's not a soviet because her ass is so thick <laughs> and he's and autocon's like i can't feel my legs but i can feel my dick like yeah, that's yeah, basically yeah, what yeah. happens right yeah soviets don't have cake usually yeah they literally don't have cake and, uh, <laughs> I, i'll be lore picking it right but in all honesty if you do like a when you do a video game adaptation if you keep everybody looking the same and then just like oh, i'm just gonna like fuck it, fuck shit up mm. i'll probably love it you know what i mean that mario movie i guess if they try to do mario stuff i don't fucking care you know it'd yeah. be cooler if like mario was skateboarding if like i put on that movie and mario has a skateboard and my son's like Mario doesn't skateboard and i'm like oh, who fucking does right he now you're watch <laughs> he might do a kickflip something's gonna happen He's got 19, a skateboard. It's 1982. Everyone skateboard. Yeah, exactly. I I love shit like that. Like the going back to a film that you expect to be not good at all, and being like, no, I think it's fucking completely fine. Like mm. I I'm not gonna sit here and nitpick this film by any means. I think that it's just genuinely a, f- a fun film to just watch. I watched it at work while I was doing something and was like, this is fucking great. You know what I mean? And there was a slight desync, so the whole film, because I like walked away from my fucking Bluetooth and it resynced, but the, the whole film was like ADR for me, where everybody looked and sounded like somebody else was speaking, oh, like, like had ADR, because there was just like a half Slightly, a second difference. Yeah. It was great. I loved it. It's like watching Watch an it. Italian Italian movie, mm-hmm. and then it's just slightly off, and you can't. And uh, it lines up well, but it's like half or a third of a second off, so it's just <laughs> slightly. The sounds coming out later. Oh, uh, the the sound, the sound. I wanted to mention this before we kind of get to the yeah. Uh, um, 
Bison's base, right? His com- the computer that operates the whole base that speaks back to them is very, very specific, horribly, horribly specific to where Bison goes, let up the hostages from the hostage pit. And the fucking voice comes up and it's like raising the hostage pit, <laughs> raising the hostage. So the computer calls it the hostage pit. So, you know what it's for. Yeah, <laughs> even you wouldn't name it anything else. Just yeah, it's it not just that's what Bison calls it. It's like the computer also knows that's what it is. He could be like, hand me by Herky Jerky. And she's going to be like, Bison acquiring Herky Jerky. Herky jerky. <laughs> it's it's also very cartoony super villain there i'm not familiar with his lair in the video game but it's not very menacing like it has the like the soviet style or i guess nazi style posters on the wall and you have that bisontropolis uh where he's you know the headquarters is the skull with wings so mm-hmm. that's that's cool but like the lair is just very you know evil villainish too so especially for the time you know because you couldn't have one big screen you need to have little tiny screens to form that's the big screen, screen cuz yeah. you couldn't you don't have led screens at the time so it's just tiny uh, little screens they're like at some point we'll be able to watch things really big we just yeah. don't know how but you also have to step away like 100 feet from the screen to make up what the image is because if you're too close <laughs> you won't be able to you know do that little puzzle thing uh to to make it look good i like and again, this is a 1994 thing. All the technology is very 80s graphics, very um, um, Escape from New York computer, uh, mm. and that's uh, it, it's like a like a warm hug <laughs> every time something like that. Uh, what was the movie that I saw the other day? Um, ah, fuck! I, I just remember how it took me back to oh, um, the first Resident Evil movie. Um, right the the interface that they have on the computers is very early 2000s very oh, you know yeah. uh me- metally and it's kind of silvery but it's it's ugly but it's modern for the time so then it just takes you back to you know cd-rom games that would look like that and then you were playing he's like yeah this is the future isn't it cool everything is silver <laughs> every, <laughs> every building has silver doors and go up and down and and uh so I, I love when uh, I watch things from around uh, this time because every time they show technology and it's like, oh, look how cool these graphics that uh, we have are. It's things that kind of look like this. Right. And yeah, that's, that's awesome. That's the scene. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's like fucking, whoa, bro. This blue footage, you can't fucking see shit at all. Yeah. Even his like ID photo is worse than a picture from like a normal camera from that year. He doesn't even have a last name. It's just Balrog and just Balrog. No date of cunt. birth, anything. Yeah, <laughs> uh, a signature by some by who made the card for whatever reason. Like that's important. Oh yeah, author by. <laughs> what just, the fuck? Yeah, nonsensical technology like this. Like, okay, I see what they did there. You know, with the very very photos, in, like yeah. the the end. You know, when you with beat the font. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But but again, it's just a, a 90s attempt at making something look futuristic and then technology. And it's just, it's horrible, but awesome at the same time. It just, you know, t- takes you back to 
when technology wasn't as clean as uh, as perfectly designed and perfectly you know between the lines mm -hmm. and everything looks modern and 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 good no you have you have thick yellow lines in the borders <laughs> of every window and and uh you know people use neon green and and pink and, mm. and just ugly and and yeah it's just it well, works even the high-tech space that they're in right like that his high-tech layer which i'm looking now his layer before was just like a, a a buddhist temple that's in like all the video games except for the one where he fights the big buddhist temple slash arena he's never in a super villain layer like ever uh but that but whole layer but you can't be you can't <laughs> yeah, have the villain in a temple yeah. no standing he's around in a religious place though no he's got light up boots that make him float <laughs> yeah, he can't yeah, be in a true. temple <laughs> he's got the light of boots well why would he have those there it's like Dude, um i always wanted light up shoes and when i was little my feet were too big to get them that's one of the i oh, now right. i know that i know that i can get them now as an adult but i'm fucking 37 i'm not gonna get light yeah, up shoes but... weird dude people yeah. gonna beat the fuck out of you for wearing this yeah but i that was one of the things that as a child i was always like oh i want oh, you're a size 12 at 11 it's just like i'm oh, fucking i'm gonna write that as some kids fucking as a as a villain arc right whenever we yeah. find out why i have like a serial killer book and it's like why would why did he start doing this and they fucking read a chapter in his diary and it's like i went to Foot Locker today and they told me my shoot my feet were too big for the light up hello kitty yeah. shoes yeah i can't i can't wear the paw patrol shoes i'm gonna kill the president yeah, I, uh, I I made my own shoes with lights that I found in my dad's garage, and I set the house on fire. My grandma died, so now <laughs> the world owes me, and now I want to destroy everyone. <laughs> you know the like uh the the like just just like you were saying about the technology. His layer, yeah, it, it's we'll we'll call it all kind of pseudo futuristic, right? It's somebody being like this is what future technology looks is going to look like but they're not thinking super far into the future right they're thinking like five years in the future they're thinking like, 2000 yeah 1999 yeah, not, this is what honestly like. not that far and so <clears throat> it's like a cluttered fucking mess inside of his layer just looking at it there's so much shit inside of there and you're like i don't know what the fuck any of this shit is it's all computers and see what i mean it's fucking monitors there's fucking scaffolding all over the place the 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 technicians are like halfway underground so he's got this like level that he walks on but also needs to eject steam out of it yeah for it's whatever reason a, there's steam just randomly like why it's because such it's a an, weird cluttered ah uh, dude that fucking scene is so funny when he pulls out the knife and the guards are like, oh, shit. And he goes, oh, yeah, you fucking scared of the knife, huh? <laughs> and then he looks over, there's other units behind him pointing guns. He goes, oh, okay, that's that's what they were. And I fucking laughed my ass off at that. But it's yeah. such, a, such an unnecessary lair, too. They can attack you from so many <laughs> angles. And, yeah, it's just it's just a, a, a clutter. Mm-hmm. Is this the scene? Is this the? Should they happened before this part, oh, okay. before all of his units showed up. But yeah, that is the first standoff, and that's where the like. So there's no Street Fighter fighting in this movie, like for shit. They fight Lou Vega or Vega, not Lou Vega. They fight Vega. <laughs> for, they fight Vega for a minute, and then they're, they're sick like, of that song. They just want to punch <laughs> his little mustache <laughs> of his face. <laughs> they fight Vega, and they're like, "All right, never mind. We're done with that." 
And then they're like, um, maybe is Chun Li gonna? Not Chun Li's not gonna fight, right? Chun Li doesn't even do the leg thing ever, not at all. Do they even do that? They, they do like a Hadouken type of thing, but it's very close to the chest, right? Mm-hmm. So he doesn't even like the fireball doesn't even come out. It's just no. It's just like he just you just it's basically they're saying it's like kinetic energy yeah right so he pushes him like this which doesn't seem to be a very break uh, your fingers off yeah hurt your wrists you break your yeah exactly break your fingers uh sprain your wrists but there's a little bit of uh power there to hurt him oh and the guy's like oh shit and you're like ah no i'm not good you cut me with your nails like that's that's all you'll get this is uh, an issue jacket. Like I, I have to pay for this. They don't just give this to us. Yeah. So they didn't keep any of the the fighting. The fight. The fighter is that very short bison scene where he doesn't really put that much. He just he flies around in in most of that fight where he just flies right at fucking Jean Claude Van Damme, fucks him up, flies right at him, fucks him up again. Then he flies at him again with his arms forward, but Jean Claude Van Damme throws a kick and kicks him, and then it's like. Uh, that's it yeah yeah pancreatic cancer (laughs) yeah yeah they're like i don't know if we can't even get a stunt double to take any shots yeah fuck it i'm again it has a level of just looking at the when he throws some uh what's the star wars guy that throws electricity from his hands. Oh, fucking guy. the dark Palpatine. Darth yeah, Palpatine. Palpatine. Yeah, he does that yeah, thing here. God. Was, yeah. But all, all fucking Raul Julia can muster is lifting his hands about belly button high and just holding them there. Also, how the fuck does he know that he can do that? He just gets like these electric powers. Yeah, he just goes. <laughs> it's just a little. Uh, and some foam falls around. This is the worst fucking blocks you've ever seen. I yeah. do love that there's like security camera footage randomly in the film. Just like a security camera saw this scene. You're watching the movie. Nobody's looking at this computer monitor, but you now are looking at security camera footage. Yeah, R- Ryu and Ken are just going around the lair, but you only know that because you see the security camera footage of why, them. Why that? Why, <laughs> why can't we be there? I'd like to be there. Well, they should know, be fighting. Just... You know, they should be fucking people up like, they should have. They should have fucking had a huge ass kill list, right? Mega bodies going through that shit, but they're just walking around. Yeah, <laughs> the touch screen. Dude. But also the way he touches the screen is very, you know, like we don't know. This is obviously not doing what it's supposed to be doing. This is right. obviously, you know, it's just telling him when to Blank. touch it. Yeah, when to touch the screen. But like, it's great. Still great. I don't know. They still cannot. <laughs> This technology, which doesn't seem to have evolved since Star Wars came out, uh, <laughs> it's uh, it, yeah, it's just a, a, a weird decision by the director that again only works because it's in this movie, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would be absolutely stupid, and I would hate every moment of it if I sat down to watch this today and it came out three days ago, right? Like if I was like fucking, okay, Street Fighter movie and they take Ken and, and Ryu to training and then that's how Ken and Ryu end up in the clothes that you know them from the game. I'd be like, that's fucking dumb, dude. That, yeah. They, like train martial arts. They've fought already so you can tell they're good at martial arts. This doesn't make any sense. They're fighting in a tournament. It's not, I would be doing that the whole time, right? But it's like, who gives a fuck? It's from 1994. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I, I'm now I'm just watching it just for the fun of watching it, and they don't drop the ball in any of the fun stuff. The fun stuff constantly happens every second of it. It's not bad, bad acting, fucking you... fake ass looking sets. Do you think the difference is that now we know better? So if they were to make a movie now and they pulled something like this, you were kind of be like, well, I, you would be again familiar with the material now. Like it's not yeah, like. I mean, yeah. they have they would have millions and millions of dollars, right? It'd be like, well, right? Yeah, this fuck? this this only the budget was only thirty five for this, which for yeah. ninety four, I don't know, I don't know what. How much do you think Jean Claude Van Damme costs? You know what I mean? Ten, maybe. Yes. And fucking Raul Julia, who's yeah. dying, who's probably gonna be like, no, give me a lot of money. I don't for my children. My yeah. yeah. And also, they shoot in like very random whatever. This is just a jungle, <laughs> so it doesn't, yes. you know, it doesn't need to be anywhere. It's just, hey, we went to, I don't know, uh, uh, the jungles of Bolivia, and it was a thousand dollars to shoot for a month. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so uh, I, I, I feel like again, these movies. I think I've, I feel like I've said again so many times. Uh, these movies from around this time, from the early '90s, uh, feel so refreshing because of how. Technology has made movies so easy to make and easy to make, right? Where you expect, I guess, better quality for something that com- comes out now. And that's usually not the case, which is sad, I guess. But because they came out in this time and they're so loosely based on the thing that they're supposed to be based on, that you can just you know, put it in don't even have to pay that much attention to it because you know that you're not going to miss anything that important or anything that matters that much and you know how it's going to be resolved the good guys are going to win the bad guy is going to lose right so it's like a like a weird type capsule that every time i've done this exercise of watching something like a, a genre thing like this from around the early 90s it, it, it feels again like a like a warm hug, <laughs> like a weird, right. you know, like a, like a different reality, like a different, uh, you know, uh, 20 years ago, they were making movies so much different than they are now. And it doesn't even feel like it was that long ago, you know, mm-hmm. but yeah, that that's the kind of nostalgia hit from a movie from the period that you kind of liked before, but now all of it's like little quirks and stuff like that are charming. Yeah. It's so much better than just the nostalgia hit of watching a film that you already knew you liked. Uh, and it's I think it's even better in a film like this because I, a guy like Jean-Claude Van Damme, who your memory of is probably like not super fantastic. Like I think most people get that Jean-Claude Van Damme was in a lot of movies. Yeah. Um, they're not all fucking great, but he was the martial arts guy. And yeah. then to get him in a film where it's like he's not even going to really do that many martial arts, like fucking cool ass like moves but he he is gonna be cool as fuck the whole time it's just he's not gonna do a whole lot right you're gonna see him and so you just watch him and you're like this motherfucker is in his golden era right he's got a check he's like i'm just here to party where the fuck are we shooting i don't care you guys want a high kick he doesn't do the splits he doesn't do the standing split kick the only jean-claude van damme thing that he does is the jumping kick and he does it fucking twice and one time he doesn't even kick anybody yeah, 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 yeah. The back, the one he does back. Yeah, mean? the the yeah the backflip one. Yeah, yeah. Then fucking, it, it's great. It's awesome. I think, you know, to to sum up my opinion of the film, that it's crazy to think that it is as enjoyable as it is when it is as bad 
as mm-hmm. it is, right? Like I said, if you do any of the stuff that these guys do, I'm gonna be like, it's bad. But they just fucking did it. They knock it out of the park. Thirty years removed from it, I got no complaints. I'd watch this shit. I'd watch this shit again, not long from now. Probably in like two months, I'll be like, oh, watch this shit. Yeah, why not? Do you remember the Mortal Kombat movie, the first one? Yeah, that that's that that actually, I would say. It's like Ninja Turtles, Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat film. Those two films are probably two of the better uh, non, let's say like non-mainstream adaptations, mm. like from a video game or a comic book to a film. Those two films knocked that shit out of the park. They knew all their characters, right? Yeah. Like Mortal Kombat, they, they knew all their characters. They, they even <clears throat> with the shittier one in Mortal Kombat 2, when they're like fucking, oh, we got to add these other characters like Reptile and Smoke yeah. and fucking... They're like, okay, well, yeah, we'll just add the right ones. They'll just be the right ones. Like Scorpion and Sub-Zero, fucking nameless, faceless, can barely talk. They just fight for some reason. You don't even yeah. fucking know why. They just fight. You're like, okay. Because they're different fucking. colors. That's yeah, all they need. They're different color Perfect. suits. That's it. Yeah. I love it. No, the, I think, <laughs> I think like, um, so you, you can't include this film as far as like being true to the adaptate, like true to the uh, source material. But I think like those three films are great representations of the like from the alternative to the mainstream. Yeah. Because they do something so well. Like the Ninja Turtles movie just is a phenomenal storyline, nearly perfectly executed, right? The um uh, Mortal Kombat film, while the storyline is like true to the source material. The important part is they put as many fights as they fucking can. Mm-hmm. They even kill off Kano quick. You're like, oh shit. Yeah. Damn, he's dead. Damn. Oh, she killed the fuck out of him. Like, you know, they give you the satisfying stuff that you need from the series. Yeah, and, and even though even though it's maybe not a great movie as a movie, but they if you're a fan, it gives you enough fan service where you're just like, oh cool. Oh, there's the oh Johnny Cage did the splits and punch Goro in the balls. Oh yeah, hell yeah. That's the first one. Yeah, that's the first Uh, one. Oh yeah, it's the first one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Then he fucking pushes him out the way and he falls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the horrible CGI that's great. (laughs) Uh you have the sub zero, I mean the Scorpio thing where the snaky thing comes out of his hand i don't think that happens yeah. in the game i think in the game is like a harpoon, yeah, but, then, a harpoon. but now he has little snakes that come out and that's that yeah so it's a lot of yeah, a lot of callbacks that if you're a fan or a stickler for that type of thing it works because they they give you a lot uh, what mm-hmm. they, what street fighter doesn't give you uh mortal that gives you when it comes to fan service i think right. if you add dick tracy to that list oh yeah that's a great was one yeah. yeah that uh it's maybe not a a, a comic that is that popular <laughs> anymore because it's very pulpy and very you know old school detective type of thing but they they did something with a movie that's very visually interesting too where i don't know if the budget was that big but then you know, they will use paintings and they will use like different ways of, of creating this cartoonish uh, month. Mon- I would say monstery because all of the, you know, all those villains have like a deformity. Uh, so mm. uh, they kind of look monsterish. Uh, but uh, that's another one that I would add to that list of, you know, adaptations that are not what you would call mainstream, I guess, but they worked for that time uh, in the 90s. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, they, I don't think that every like adaptation of a thing needs to be a one to one copy. Um, I do think that there are like films that would that 
would only be hindered from not being a one-to-one copy like mm. in lord of the rings was like this is legolas and like a short little fat guy came out he's like yo what up homies I yeah. did it sucks it's terrible don't do that um but not everything is just mexican yeah <laughs> <laughs> i gotta shoot my arrows uh they... ah, it's juan legolas yeah <laughs> <laughs> i um i think that like be, being true ne- to the feel of the source material can take place, can take over where you're going to skip out on the like character truth to the source material, right? So yeah, Guile's not going to be in the right fucking clothes, but he's going to be a cocky, brash, kind of cool guy yeah. with real big fucking muscles. And like, all right, fine, I'll fucking take it. You know what I mean? That's good yeah. enough. That's what That's what the character was. And and those things be, being true to its nature, I think, you know, if you're if you're not going to get everything else dead on, and you're true to its nature, and then also you just fuck around with your movie, you're going to make something at least fun to watch if it's not good. You know what I mean? And I think in this case, we end up with a fun movie that's not great, but mm-hmm. I, you know, it's good, it's fine. But it definitely, I and I have seen that Chun Li movie, and Ooh. I think it's a. Uh it's a testimony to how good it is that I don't remember anything about it other than <laughs> the two black eyed peas guys. That are in it. Um, uh, and I don't even remember if it's both of them. It might just be one of them because, because I, I the Wolverine one also right. had one of the black eyed peas in it. Right. I'm not sure. I think that, I think they, anyway, uh, that movie was terrible. And this one is a lot more enjoyable for that. Yeah. Specifically, it's not taking itself very seriously. It's like a product of, it's time and it's just it's just fun you know it's mm-hmm. just it's just dumb fun and and i feel that if we've lost the dumb fun movie uh in what's put out uh nowadays you you don't really get dumb fun anymore and uh i think we should go back to dumb fun cuz dumb fun these movies age much better than you know uh, movies that take themselves seriously, uh, and I'm, I mean, obviously not every movie, but I feel like when it's something like this that's so out there, like Street Fighter is like a huge world that they've created in our what 10, 11, 12 games. Mm-hmm. If you count every, you know, Turbo and every Alpha and every, you know, there's a, a bunch of those games uh, that you kind of have to make it like this for it to not be uh, or not feel dated if you watch it a couple of years later um because i'm sure that if i was to rewatch that charlie movie i wouldn't have as much of a good time as i did you know watching this one that is so goofy and so out there and has all those uh sprinkled elements that we've you know talked about uh so i think uh, yeah bring back the dumb fun movie because i'm i'm definitely missing <laughs> missing the type of entertainment where i'm just don't take it so seriously, I guess. Well, I, I've been tricked, um, like recently, twice by old movies that made me watch new movies that reminded me that I fucking usually hate new movies. Is I watched Spider Man, the first Sam Raimi Spider Man, was like, oh, this is fucking amazing. Like, yeah. <laughs> pizza time, and I'm like laughing my ass off. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I yeah. fucking love this. This is too fucking good. Um, and then I watched the first uh, Mission Impossible holy shit okay all right okay strap in 
watch the new Mission Impossible. Not the one that just came out, but the one that came yeah. out like two or three years ago or whatever. Ghost, so Ghost Protocol, horror. Ghost something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, stop talking. Uh, and I'm a guy, I watch like fucking, uh, I'll watch like Jack Showa. Ryan. Yeah. I'll watch George. Jack Ryan and and literally there have been full episodes of Jack Ryan that's just people talking in an office in the fucking CIA. Like that's the only thing that happens. And I, I'm, uh-huh, uh-huh. I got 10 minutes of that fucking Mission Impossible Ghost fucking recon or whatever the fuck. My God, dude, why did I choose to watch this? This is bad. I'm yeah. not having fun. Get to the point where you're jumping off that Dubai building. I, right? That's yeah. what I'm here for. Yeah. You something nuts already. Fucking almost die. Like it there's a like a lost art in taking your source material whatever the fuck you have and being like let's just fucking do it like what's the riskiest fucking thing we can do i don't know dude we can have a, a tom mcguire thing he's hot perfect tom mcguire <laughs> thinks he's hot that's fucking the plot of like half of the film is this guy gonna, just thinks he's sexy, even though he's are, obviously not yeah are we gonna make him sexy are we gonna make it no he's no. just gonna he's just gonna push his bangs forward a little bit yeah, that's what the it fuck? Yeah. What, the hell? what are you talking about he has like a 50 dollars suit on from amazon yeah he uh confidently dances even though he's terrible that's it and wanna... everybody hates it everybody <laughs> that looks at him is like what the fuck are you doing dude what chill is out the, the, this Stop. thing and this, this is, you're like in public yeah. what are you <laughs> and, and and you know what it works and, and and you know and that's another that uh maybe we'll revisit at some point that spider-man 3 movie it's a lot of a lot of fun. No, it's good. It's good. It's, no, it's good. Sandman's sad as fuck. Sandman's so sad. Yeah, and it, it ended up killing that trilogy because I, I think that he wanted to keep going, Raimi. But again, stepping away, because I remember seeing that in the theater and not being that happy with it because right. two is so good as like a proper you know movie. Then the third one, when I wanted to see Venom, properly not eric from that 70s show you know i was kind of like this is, this is not yeah. right years removed from that i watched it and i had fun with the third one so yeah and and i i, I don't know if again is that nostalgia thing or maybe because movies have changed so much and everything that has to do superhero feels very same cease now that anything that's different it's like cool welcoming but uh yeah there's something about this 90s uh, movies that uh have uh aged very gracefully and and they're still or or more enjoyable i would say now that that when they came out just because yep. of how removed we are from the time of when these movies came out you know and, and it's absolutely it, it feels very weird to say because it wasn't even that long ago but everything's changed so much that it's just yeah just like a take back to hey remember when things were like this and we were making movies like this and don't worry about anything that modern movies do this is you know this is the 90s this is how we'll make movies then and and uh it's easy to just step back and just enjoy for for the you know barely uh following again the the what what they're supposed to be following i guess yeah uh the plot and, and characters and and uh and uh lore uh that they just feel free and and um different than what we get now so i guess that makes them good um and and then i'm wondering um in 2040 are we gonna see the mcu was like hey remember 
when <laughs> when superhero movies were were different. Like I, mean, I wonder, I wonder what they're going to be. You know, in 10, 10 years, I'm, I don't it's even. It's possible. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I I I've I've seen uh what the Ed Norton Hulk movie or whatever. And I've been like, all right, yeah, yeah. Okay. And, like and... It, it's entirely possible that fucking fifty year old us is like, bro, fucking Endgame. <laughs> like he snapped his fingers and everybody. Back then, back in my day, you would watch the pixels like go away from where the pixels were. They'd be in one spot and then they go away. Shang Chi had a scene in the bus where he fights with his rings. Really cool. Yeah, I I didn't even see that. I just noticed. She Hulk versus Daredevil. (laughs) Now that's a fight. Now that's a fight, man. She she twerks in an episode. Let me tell you what twerking was. Yeah, I mean that's that's entirely possible. Like, you know, obviously we talk about say a movie like Heat, right? That movie has aged like a fine wine. Yeah. There's so much bad when it comes to like the shootouts, the way things are shot in like modern films and shit like that. That Michael Mann's like, I don't do any of that. It's fucking 1995. I'm just I'm just shooting this guy shooting a gun. Yeah, leave me alone. Like, and and we could be like, oh great, but those are films that were already revered then. Um. I think probably what's more likely is films that a lot of people thought were really shitty or like, you know, lame or whatever, like now basically are going to end up being things that we look back to and like, well, fucking yeah, maybe um, the fuck was the name of that one? The justice league one, like may- maybe it is a product of its time where they just had like way too much money and yeah. they were like, fuck it. Like everything's CGI. Everything's a blue screen. Nobody's actually there. These two characters aren't talking to each other. We film them on different days, whatever. And maybe maybe the, the Flash will be charming 20 years from yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe things will get so bad that that will be good. You know what I mean? Because that's kind of what we're saying, right? It's like mm-hmm. shit has got so bad right now that this fucking piece of shit Street <laughs> Fighter movie was like, oh, hell yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're gotten so bad that uh, Van Damme playing an American, you're like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah why not why not yeah why I did they do it. a sequel i don't even know <laughs> <laughs> 30 yeah. years later is any of the actors oh, wait ha, ming one what's her name huang ming wang chan li uh, i'm not participating <laughs> in the trying to figure out the asian woman's name game i don't want to do it? that I think she's the only one that's still working from that entire movie because even van damme is doing like russian action movies now so uh, Ming Hing Wen, I think is her name, or something like that. God like damn, that. I hope it's not Deborah Simpson. I swear <laughs> to God, if her name's fucking Deborah Simpson. Okay, yes. All right. Whew. You got it. Yeah, you Ming got it there. Nah, Wen. There we go. Yeah, I, was, I, was, I mean, I was, I was there. Uh, I think she's the only one that's still working oh. now. So that that's uh, that's cool. That's good for her. She's still kicking ass at like 60. Um, yeah, she was in Mau Mau. Here's the pure... There we go. Yeah, I don't Why know what that is. Why does she have to be in Mau Mau? Why What's couldn't it? she... What is it? Well, obviously, you don't know what it is because you're not... I promise you, nobody has seen Mau Mau. This is a... a... I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> I don't want to talk about this movie. And this woman being an Asian and everything. Okay. Anyway, so... <laughs> so because of how bad things have gotten, we believe... Uh, John Claude Van Damme as the American hero that not only we deserve but want for <laughs> this type of movie. 
uh so uh 1994 street fighter um uh definitely thumbs up for me and uh i think i speak for you <laughs> and say the same thing uh it's a fun watch it's uh an hour 40 uh which you would think uh seems a bit long for a movie that doesn't really have much of a plot but uh it just goes by very quickly uh and yeah. uh it's so unfocused too that i think it works for that reason because it <laughs> it doesn't really follow anyone in particular it just kind of goes from this character to this character and this character and uh plot who cares what the plot is you you played with this guy in the game right kind of sort of there's uh... 20 billion dollars 20 billion dollars 20 yeah. billion dollars yeah hey, <laughs> hey good guys versus bad guys that's that's all you need for the movie to work he's gonna kidnap uh, the queen yeah, and if you enjoy this 90s superhero, I mean, this is not a superhero adaptation, but if you enjoy those adaptations, then this is definitely right up your alley, and it would be a fun hour 40 to watch, I think. I completely uh, agree. Oh, I do want to say, I do want to say that the, my final note is this film is the vibe that a movie like the... Uh, the un undisputables un what? what's the movie with the yeah expendables <laughs> it's it's the vibe that the expendables want right where you're like oh man all these cool kick-ass people are together but we don't i don't know any of these actors yeah. and i'm more interested in all of these cool kick-ass people like e honda just getting whipped i was like oh ooh oh yeah. like i was like fucking freaked out but like i don't know if you take a fucking torch to arnold Schwarzenegger's face the next movie i'm like all right whatever and uh you still don't know the actors by the way 30 years later you still don't no know yeah <laughs> we googled the... every one of them yeah, yeah and the, the closest one that has a career is ming hang whatever her name was <laughs> <laughs> so that's another this next layer of uh enjoyment for this movie you can tell that they all ended up playing Ken, whatever their, whatever their race is, whatever yeah. their race is, until Barbie came out, then they played the a Ken. That's well, race. not not even because uh, you got uh, what is it, Chief uh, Bearpaw playing, you know, uh, play, playing Malaysian guy in this movie. So, uh, so uh, uh, don't even stay within the confines of your same race. But it but it works uh, anyway. Sorry uh, about your show, Lorez. I'm so sorry about your show, man. <laughs> yeah this is we this got is, this is what happens uh when you get busy uh it's your fault it's on you uh not even gonna put that on myself uh anyway <laughs> jerry would you like to uh plug what you have uh going on yeah follow me on instagram at i'm bloom online or follow my store page at golden bear surplus which is also the name of my website goldenbearsurplus.com you can get top flight top quality military surplus for whatever the fuck you want to do with it hopefully it's not terrorism but i literally can't stop you yeah if you want to remake the street fighter movie you can get more uh realistic uh <laughs> uniforms for your your guile and your soldiers uh by just going to repeat the website because i'm gonna fuck it up yeah fucking a oh my god please god yeah cosplayers holy shit it's golden bear surplus not cosplayers Look, guys it what you do is so fucking cool i don't i know you probably heard an episode i talk shit it's so fucking cool give me money please it's so awesome dude i love cosplay please buy my shit and, and, i love and, it and when you're doing cosplay because me an expert on cosplaying right what you know is that you want authenticity right if you you're gonna do a 
a, a fox, a furry fox that's a soldier. You you want to get a the <laughs> uniform that is <laughs> of the time. So uh, if you if you want to be a furry raccoon that uh, Captain you know, Cuddlepaws at your uh, service, sir. <laughs> Captain Cutterpaws fought in World War II. Where, where would I get a canteen that is, you know, close to when that happened? Goldenbearsurplus.com, and uh, and uh, we don't need to know what you do with a canteen afterwards. Just, you know, you just purchase it and get it shipped, and uh, you know, we'll we'll have that for you. So if you are, if you're a if you're looking to be, yeah, a Cornell Raccoon, uh, and, uh, and, and you fucking it... plug in fucking Twitter. <laughs> H word name on Twitter. Um, follow me there. And uh, if you're not happy with how this episode come came up, uh, just uh, message Lores and tell him to stop getting busy. I guess because I'm not a host. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, this was uh, movies. And uh, how does he end? Oh, thank you for uh, listening.